This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The consumer price index remained high in April at 8.3% inflation. The rate of inflation is, of course, compared to prices a year prior. The question here is that one year from now, in April 2023, how much higher will prices be compared to April 2022? My bet would be less than 8.3%, but not down to near 2% either. Can't say for sure, given deglobalization and geopolitical strife, but this inflation could be a spike and will moderate some in coming months. Frankly, bankers say that deposits are flush so consumers have the money to afford a spike in inflation. Consumers are complaining, but they are still buying fuel with no weakening of consumption. Just like for corn, soybeans, and wheat, the price is yet to ration demand for fuel. The media is infatuated with high gas prices right now as the story of the week. They stand in front of $6 gas signs in California while saying that the average U.S. price of gas was $4.39 a gallon this week, a record. What you pay for gas is, to a degree, a personal decision. I paid $3.68 for E30 Monday, and my young son paid $2.89 a gallon for E85. He doesn't know what the fuss over gas prices is all about. Sky-high gas prices in California are also a choice as they enacted stupid regulations that closed their market to Iowa ethanol while importing more expensive ethanol from Brazil. They get the gas prices that they deserve in California. I tend to see this glass as half full as the U.S. is competitively in the best shape of any industrialized nation relative to its supply of oil and gas. We produce most of our own oil and export gas. We have Mexico and Canada close by with plenty of oil to meet our collective energy needs. There is more in South America if we need it. We can tell OPEC to take a hike. China cannot do that. The European Union cannot do that. Japan, India, South Korea, and most others cannot do that. We could replace the E10 standard with E15. China imports close to 80% of its oil and food. As we go forward comparing our risk given world geopolitical strife, I would not trade places with anyone in the world. The United States is going to stay on top. China is in big trouble. I believe that the Ukraine-Russian war that I think that Russia will lose is only the warm-up coming as a result of deglobalization causing geopolitical strife. One thing that globalization did was bind world powers together so that we did not solve issues with military action. Putin flipped that on its head. Countries including the United States are now beginning to restructure global supply chains to focus on national security-based self-interest. Peter Zian describes it as the end of the world as we know it. That is hyperbole, but you get the point. I believe that competition for Mideast oil between Asian nations can cause greater disruption in oil and gas markets than the war in Ukraine with Russia is having. Some hold the illusion that there is some way to get back to normal from here or what they thought of as normal. I do not. I expect the price spread between Brent crude and West Texas crude will widen over time. Many farmers, like consumers, are complaining over fuel prices and supply shortages. Those farmers became complacent, used to just-in-time fuel delivery, and put the responsibility on others to manage their fuel needs instead of assuming it themselves. I recently shared a story with subscribers of a Missouri farm family who built a new fuel depot adding storage tanks over a year ago, now able to take truckloads of diesel, which they had booked. 
That was real smart risk management. That family was a microcosm of the world. Everyone down to farm families got used to globalization, a streamlined supply chain, and just-in-time inventory management. Who needed storage tanks? Let someone else hold the inventory. And then there was that Missouri farm family who took control and responsibility of their own fuel supply. They had their year's fuel needs covered in case they called a jobber, and he says that his tanks are empty. That could be what comes next. I should have been more adamant in recommending fuel storage, but it is not too late. Many have to complain loudly about how it is some politicians they do not like's fault. The fuel supply chain disruption is going to protract, and farmers need to take responsibility for protecting their fuel supply. Add storage capacity for diesel, propane, and e-blended gasoline, and fill them on seasonal dips. Farmers need to reevaluate their supply chain risk on everything in their operations and invest in what it takes to protect themselves from disruptions. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.